Okay, we are holding Ayn Hayyam Adalif, the second line. Omer of Zutra We started talking about sewing. So we said where we found sewing in the Mishkan. And now we're adding a few things regarding sewing. So there's going to be one student of Rab, which will say three statements in the name of Rab. They have no connection to each other, but he heard all three of them together. And therefore he's going to say um, all three of them together. The first one is related to what we're saying. The other, three, the other two are totally unrelated. Amar Rav Zutya Bar Tuvya Amar Rav. Hamitayach Chut Shal If you have sewn two, two cloths together and the threads are still inside, but they're separate, they're not tight together. And then I pull the thread and it tightens the two things together. I didn't actually put in the thread. I just pulled it and tightened it. Chayiv Chatos. That is considered sewing. The point is the result of the sewing. Before the two parts were not attached. And now it is. You did the result of sewing. So who cares if you put it into the needle or stuck the needle into the clothing or not. It doesn't make a difference. You have tightened it. You made the two parts stick, stick together in a way that it's, like, it has to be in a way that it's steady, that I tied it or something, that I made it stay tight together. I did the malach of taifu. Then he said a total different thing. One who learns one thing, we'll see soon what that means. If he learns it from hamogosh, one thing, it's as if it's Something really, really severe to learn something from a mogush. And another thing, one who knows how to make the calculations of the planets, of the seasons of the year based on the movement of the sun around the world, whoever knows how to calculate that, and he does not, also, the Saper Heimenu, don't listen to him. If he tells you anything, he's doing a severe crime by not uh, making those calculations. Don't talk to him. So let's see. Magushto, what is this Magush over here? Rav Shmuel. This is unrelated to this statement we just said because obviously Rav and Shmuel are not arguing what Rav meant when he said you should not learn from a Magush. They had a general machloikis when they have the word megushto or amgusha in the Gemara. What does that mean? In Aramaic, what does this word in Aramaic mean? Chandomer, one of them said, Horoshi, a magician. The Chandomer, one said, Gidufi, someone who is attached to Abu Zorah, and therefore he always wants to convince people to join his Abu Zorah. And he's like speaking against Hashem and, and convincing people to, to join the Abu Zorah. Says the Gemara Tistayin from the last statement we just said, we can prove the Rav, the Omer Gidufi. Rav, when he says the word Mogwish, Amgusha, he doesn't mean a magician. He means someone who's attached to Avedah Zorah and therefore um, can, uh, convinces other people as well. And he uh, speaks against Hashem. Why? The Omer Rav Zutra Bar Tuv Yamar Rav. Rav Zutra said in the name of Rav. One learns one thing from a, from a mogish chayav miso. Now, what is this? A magician or someone attached to the The Yisol Kadaita Horoshi. If you would say it's a magician, 
a magician, you are allowed to learn things from him. It says, you may not learn the, the, the tricks of magic. If you want to become a magician, an uh, actual magician, uh, someone who's actually practicing real magic. You're allowed to learn magic in order to know if someone, first of all, if someone comes and says a prophecy and he does magic, you're able to realize that it's magic. You'll be able to tell people, you know, what, what's not allowed to be done, etc. Or again, to, to, to be able to identify a magician, you're allowed to learn. So you're allowed to learn from, from a magician. However, from someone who's attached to Abu Dhabi, he may not learn anything because he might convince you. Right? So therefore, so therefore we see that Ram, when he says the word Mogush, he means someone attached to Abu Dhabi, he does not mean a magician. Okay. Now, regarding the last thing which Rav said, that if you know how to calculate the astronomy, you must cal calculate it. So it means another example. who knows how to calculate the movement of the sun, movement of the planets. He does not, he does not calculate it. The Pesach says about him as Koyal Hashem Yabitu. They don't look at Hashem's actions. They don't see Hashem's actions, which means he's able to understand how great Hashem's actions are, and he does not. That's a big problem. Now, obviously, this only refers to someone who will learn it from a place that the message will be that Hashem's actions are so great. If he learns it from a place that the message is the opposite, that you have to, the whole style that they say it is avoiding any mention of Hashem, then it obviously doesn't reach that goal. And therefore, this halacha does not apply. It's not encouraging you to read any books which the hidden message behind it is in ignoring Hashem. You have to either find the books or write the books that bring out in a very clear way that it's Hashem's action and that's what you're looking for. And then this thing applies. Now we'll see even more than that. He's mainly telling you to learn all these things from Torah. A person must calculate if he's able to the all the cycles of the, the, of the sun and the moon and the, and the planets. As it says, you should guard it, you should do it, the Torah. Because this is your wisdom in the eyes of the nations. Which means learn Torah because you'll be able to show the nations that it's so smart. Which part of Torah can you show the nations that it's so smart? If you know from Torah how to calculate the movement of the heavenly spheres of things going on in heaven, and then they could see that it adds up. That you're right. From Torah, you were able to see things that are actually true. So then you can show them the truth of Torah. So according to this opinion, it's talking about learning from Torah. The all, all the whatever astronomy you can learn from Torah. And then you'll be able to show other people how true Torah is. Um, 
Okay, the Rashi says that it will also be able to say if a year will have rain or will, will, will lack rain based on the, the times the this, this sun reaches certain mazolis, certain what he said, he divided it to 12 by race in the months. When it comes to certain mazolis, then you'll be able to see if the year will be a rainy year or a dry year. And uh, it's things that you'll be able to calculate according to Torah, that, that they had the Masurah, B'nai Yisachar had a Masurah, there's an Adam Masurah of the exact calculations of the, 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 the Mazolis and, and, and the sun and the moon of the Mazolis. And if you'll be able to learn that and then say things that are very, very clear, that will show how the Chacham of Torah is true. So, if we, uh, so what we have today is more the Kiddush HaChidosh, which uh, the Ramah basically took all the bits and pieces spread around in the Gemara. And then he looked, took the books of astronomy that he had and he like fitted them. They should fit to those rules of Torah. And therefore, as he writes at the end, what he wrote is now Torah because it fits 100% to things that are written in Torah. And therefore, that's that's a place to learn and to see Okay. So that is the third statement which Rav said, that you must calculate Kufus and Mazolis if you know, either to see the greatness of Hashem, or to be, to be able to know the parts of Torah which you can show others how smart they are. <laughs> Going on in the Mishnah in the next Malacha, Hatzot Sevi, trapping a deer, then shechting it, that's the next set of Malachis, the process of preparing leather or parchment. Tadunabam, Hatsad Chilozin, one who traps this Chilozin fish, which you make from its blood, the dye for Techelas, the Hapoitzon, you cut it or you press it in order to squeeze out the blood that it has inside to make the dye. Eni Chayevala Achas. You only have one malacha, which is trapping, pressing out the blood is not a malacha. That's what Tanakhama says. There's two malachas over here. Why? Shahi Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda used to say, pressing blood out of this chilazim is considered threshing, is considered removing a useful thing from its cover. In, for storage, so here also you're moving it from its cover and you're storing it away, that's considered Tisha. No, it's not considered Tisha. Now, why not? It is very similar to Tisha. You're squeezing something out, like squeezing juice. Everyone agrees that squeezing juice from grapes, at least, is considered Tisha. So why would we say that squeezing the blood out of this Chilozin is not considered Tisha? Amar Rava, my time with Rabbanu, why? Rabbi has a good point. Kasari, they hold a indisha el karaka. We have to compare things to the way they were in the Mishkan. In the Mishkan, they have planted these seeds and then um, threshed them from their peel. So it was things that grew on the ground. Things that don't grow on the ground don't fall into this category. Now, the truth is that in the Mishkan itself, they would actually do this exact thing of pressing out the blood from the chilaz. So why don't we consider it a malacha 
because it was in the Mishkan, this itself. If forget about the fact that it's dosh or it's not dosh, this action was in the Mishkan. So, I'm not sure, I'm sure I'm, it is spoken about, I don't remember now what's, what's explained about it. The simple understanding is that the reason why the Mishnah sets things up in order of making bread or making leather, etc., is because that makes the Malacha a Chashavah thing. Otherwise, those things are not Chashavah Malacha. So although they had squeezed out the dye of the Chilazin in the Mishkan, it's not considered a very important activity. It was a necessary thing that had to be done, but that itself wasn't something significant on its own, unless you put it into the category of threshing wheat, which is a significant act. So then it would be a problem, but, but on its own, it's not a significant act, and therefore he himself would not be a reason to be considered the Avaluch. Okay. Say so think about it one second. When you're squeezing out the blood, so first of all, I guess eventually it kills it. Or just, uh, yeah, that, that's mainly it. That they, by squeezing out the blood, it does kill. If you squeeze open, cry, like tear open the side of this chilozim, whether it's a fish, whether it's a snail, the way different identifications. But either way, if you squeeze it out, then you're you're killing it. So the fact that you're killing it, the chayra should be of Allah. Now, Taisus mentions usually if you cut something and blood comes out, that itself is considered a malacha, because blood is the life of a being, of any living being, and squeezing it out is considered killing also. But it doesn't sound like the Gemara is referring to that. The reason is, as Taisus says, because the blood of the chilozim, which is used for the dying, is not his blood of life. It's like a sack in the chilozim, where he holds this uh, dye, this, this colored blood. And therefore, the fact that he's squeezing out that blood, that itself wouldn't be considered shaykhah just because of taking out blood. The only problem is that, by the way, while you're squeezing it out, you're also cutting it, and you're also squeezing out the rest of the blood, which you're not intend- intending to do. And by by default, you are killing it. So, it's not, it's not can you done. wait a second? One second. Um, think... One second. Do you mind waiting till, till later? Just to understand, it's not blood. It, the fish or the chilazon have, have the, the pain or the color to escape enemies. So it's not... So in both, I think both identifications today, the color that they have is not their blood. It's actually like an extra fluid that they have inside of them. And therefore, it wouldn't be a, con- a considered killing just because of the fact that you're removing blood, just by the fact that by default, you are killing him itself, uh, as well. Fine. So the question is, maybe you should, uh, the should also be high for killing it. We're talking in a case that you have cut it to take out the blood once it died already. Once it died, you're not killing it. Even if he, he cut it when it was still alive, and as we'll see in a second, that was the typical way to cut it while it's still alive, it's still not considered 
uh, uh, melacha of killing. Why not? So he says, He's not interested to kill it. He's interested just in removing the blood, the dye, the liquid, the fluid. And therefore, it's not considered that he's killing. One second. Says the everyone agrees. When you do something which a result will inevitably happen as a result, then no matter if you intend it or not, you're high. If you cut open this chilaz and you squeeze out its dye, it's gonna die. And therefore, you are killing it, whether you like it or not, you're gonna kill it. So, how can you tell me I'm, I'm not interested, it's just happening on its own? And therefore, I'm not high. What do you mean? You know you're going to do it. You know that's going to be the result. So what are you saying? <laughs> Says the Gemara shiny Hoffer here, it's very different. The camera, the Isbein Neshama, the more it's alive, Tfei Nicholei. I want it, I, I, I'm happier, in order to lay that its dye should be clear, should be nicer. So, it's interesting. There's a term brought in Allah, when something will definitely happen and I'm not comfortable with it. Now, typically what it means is that I don't care about the result. I'm not happy with the result. And according to Tesis, that's good enough that even according to Reb Shimon, if it's a type of result which you wouldn't, you would never be happy with, not that you will be sad about it, but you won't be happy with it, then, then you're, you're part, then, then it's not an iser. Rashi says no. Rashi says that only if it's loy nichalin. This is where the term comes, where when they want to differentiate loy ichpasli and loy nichalin. If you couldn't care less, and even if you would never care less, it's still a problem. But here you clearly don't want it. Since you clearly don't want it, says Rashi, that then, then it's not a problem. Then it's not a problem. And it seems like that, that detail will be agreed upon, that if a result will definitely happen, but you clearly do not want it, that's not a problem to hear, although it's going to die, but you want it not to die, because every moment that it doesn't die, it's better. So it's not considered a problem. Actually, it, the idea of all this technology is to take the dye, but to keep it alive, so you can continue milking it. Unfortunately, it's very delicate between killing it and just milking it. Right. So when it dies, you don't want it. You prefer right. it. Right, right. That's what he's saying. So you clearly don't want it, and therefore it's it's it's, it's okay. Now this is used in many in many things. The uh, person do use this logic of secretion deloy michale when you clearly do not want it. Although you have to be careful again where to use it. One thing which I, again people use a lot, which I have uh, seemingly doesn't doesn't fit so much, is when when they say that you don't want the result to happen because it's going to be Chilul Shamas, and you don't want Chilul Shamas. The problem is that once they tell you it's allowed, then you are happy with the result. And therefore, the that wouldn't be a sufficient heter. There only will be a heter if the result clearly is not wanted by all circumstances, regardless of Shamas. That's the only way we could use such a heter. Okay. So we said over here about trapping, Yechilazan obviously is considered trapping, but cutting it and taking out the blood, Rabbi Huda says it's called threshing, like squeezing out juice, Chum say no, it doesn't grow. And then what about killing? 
So what about taking out blood? It's not taking out blood. It's dye, which is in a, like it, it's flu, a fluid which it has in it in a separate compartment. It's not considered taking out its blood. But you're killing it. But you don't want it to die. You want it to live as long as possible because then the quality of the dye will be much better. And therefore, since you clearly do not want the result, it's not a problem. Okay. Next. Shechting is another Avmalacha. Now, there was a discussion in the yeshiva unrelated to the mission. The discussion in the yeshiva related to stop, question. It's a strange question. I don't know if it was said as a question or each one said a statement, and then we like set it up in a way of like a question and answer, and then we'll have to clarify what they need. Someone who shakes an animal, what's the issue? What did he do wrong with him? He's dying. He's killing. Now, if you look at the Mishnah, to die something is a separate malacha. To shecht is to shecht. Like, why are you telling me that it's because he's dying? What is he dying? Says he, what about second? The problem is that he's dying and and the problem is not the fact that he's that he's killing. Obviously, the main abmalacha is that he's killing it. Ram is trying to tell you that, by the way, there's another malacha you're doing together with it by default, which is dying. What are you dying? Amar Rav, one sec, people will laugh at me. What are you dying? The point is he's going to die the neck that's going to be very red because the blood is flowing out. But come on, who cares? Well, why are you looking at such an insignificant thing? The thing that I just said, so let me explain it. A later generation should not come with the They shouldn't laugh at me. People shouldn't laugh at me. People shouldn't say that I'm, I'm not making sense. Why, why, why do I care the fact that the flesh where you're shechting is becoming very red? Who cares? So he says, it is. Nicha delitvas beisa shechita. A butcher is happy that the flesh by the shechita, it looks very red. Can't hear me? Does anyone hear me? I can't hear you. Uh, turn on your sound. Uh, they hear me. Everyone else hears me. We can hear. I can hear. Okay. So... The Nichale is happy the litvas beisa shchita that the flesh by the by the by the neck should be very red. Damot should be should be should be colored with with blood. Keichin or the lichas the people should see it. The lace of Lisbon Lisbon they should buy it. Say ah it's fresh, it's shechita today. It's red. It's full of blood. I want to buy that. So people like the fact that it's being colored with the blood. So therefore you're also chayiv. For coloring it, not just for shechting. That's what Rav is trying to say. Good. So to summarize, first thing is that if two clothes were sewn together and you pull the thread and tighten it and it stays that way, that is already toifer. Second thing is you may not learn anything from a mogish. What is a mogish? According to Rav, mogish means someone who's attached to Abedu Zara. Whatever he'll tell you, he'll might pull you to Abedu Zara. And if you do, he says it's high misi, like you're letting yourself be attracted to Abedu Zara. According to Shmuel, the word Mogish means a magician, and then you would be allowed to learn from them in order to know how to identify a magician and not 
fall to a Navi Shekin. And then there's about learning astronomy. So Rav says you must learn astronomy if you know how to. So the two opinions why, either because you will recognize the greatness of Hashem, and if you don't, as if you're ignoring Hashem's greatness, or because it's a part in Torah which its chachma is noticeable, and therefore you could show its chachma to other people also. Which, as we said, will only apply A, the first reason, if it's a type of study which makes it very clear that it's Hashem's actions, and you'll recognize his actions through it. And the second reason is if you're learning it from Torah, and then you'll be able to show people Torah's knowledge, not a separate knowledge. Then we spoke about trapping. Trapping a chilozin is also trapping. However, squeezing out its dime, Rabbi Yudha said it's called threshing because like he's squeezing out juice. Chacham say no, that only applies to things that grow. In, in now, the fact that you're taking out the blood, it's not blood, it's, it's like a it's like a separate dime, which is in a separate compartment, so it's not a problem taking out blood. But you're killing it as you're taking it out, but you don't want it. It's loy michale. You clearly want it to live as long as possible because the quality of the liquid is much better when it's still alive. And then we spoke about shechting. The Ram says is additional chiyuv when someone shechts, that he's coloring the flesh by the neck. Who cares? It looks fresher. People will buy it. And that's something which he's interested in, and therefore it's considered dying, and he's high for that as well. Yes. Ah. Uh, 